The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's good, everybody? It is Friday, March 24th, 2023. This is your daily sports betting brand of record. We are powered as always by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting. And it is not close. Now, I told y'all. Last night, I told y'all last night, we had a fantastic day at the brand. What am I talking about? Let's go ahead and show you what we did last night. Now, for those of you new, you might say, wait a second, coach. You got a whole bunch of X's there. Not really. Not really. Because we told you on early edge in five, don't play the parlays. But we let EC do what he wants. Do what he wants. He would have been five and three if he would have played these straight. Five and three if you would have played those straight, but alas, one and three. So that was a fantastic day because hopefully none of you, you love to support him on social media. Oh, how does it feel now? How does it feel now? All right, that's enough of VC for now. But we've got so much positivity going on, including our early edge bracket challenge. And we wanted to shout out those of you at the top, Randy Allen, Anthony, Matt, Parker, all doing your work. Sweet 16 wraps up tonight. Elite 8 tomorrow and Sunday. And those of you still, still working. Now, within our Early Edge crew, we're such competitors that we created this. Now, I know. I know I'm not in the final eight. I get that. It hurts. But those who earned it, three and one, four guys, two and two. So it's very, very tight. Heading into night number two tonight. And here are the picks from everybody. If you want to tail your favorite capper, I encourage you to do so. These are the picks submitted for tonight's games. We will have new picks for Saturday as well. So with all of that being said, with all of that being said, it doesn't matter when we get to this day if it's a positive or a negative, but this day just picks us up. Anybody new to the brand that you just found us, you found us on a really good day. We like to call this Big Pick Energy Friday. Let's go. Let's go. We're rolling three deep this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, now you know. Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, he is the counselor of cash. Nice little two-in-one golf day yesterday. Mr. C. Najad. Good morning, sir. 
Well, coach, thanks for mentioning that. I'll tell you what, you know, it's so interesting. We've set this, the bar so high on the early wedge that our first two matchups of, of many, right, which would have taken place on Wednesday, they both lost. And since then, we've won three out of four. And it's interesting because we've set the bar so high that we get some tweets like, oh, my gosh, they're really dropping the ball. The sky is falling. And for the record, not only have we won three or four since then, but we've already wrapped up one of our three group matchups because we just saw that Hideki Matsuyama conceded to Max Homa. So that plus 150 is cashed. We're probably about to cash the other one, uh, Cameron Young, at, at plus 150 as well. And then we might lose the Sahith one. So we're going to be, at the end of this day, hopefully with the matchup I have, very, very much in the plus. So everybody in golf, be patient. The sky is not falling. We're winning again. <laughs> and oh, by the way, that little educate and entertain about Cantlay and Homa to get to the final four, that is still alive as well. Very is- live at, at plus 400 or plus 450, depending on which of them gets to the final four. Hello. Hello. I love golf, Sia. Damn, I love cocky golf, Sia. Now next, he is the reason. We call this show Big Pick Energy Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Chip Patterson. Good morning, Chip. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Sia. Good morning, Early Edge fam. Man, last night was just bangers. And I just love the fact that, you know, we're sitting here. These lines are really tight. You're sweating everything. And maybe you were when you found out about, you know, Dean Bono was not going to be in the game for UCLA. You were like, maybe you're going to be on Gonzaga. And then, oh, no, oh, no, UCLA is blowing them out of the water. And then UCLA does not have a single daggum field goal for 11 minutes. The swings in these games have been tremendous. I love sweating it here with you. Chris says, Chip's been killing it on CBS. Ray says, I soaked up some Sia, Coach, and others this morning. Dude's got game. You guys are killing it. We got a lot to get to today. It's time to go into our marquee matchups. We're going to talk about fading or following the game that we love to play. And we got four games to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start, Sia, with the first one. San Diego State and Alabama. Boy, number one seeds, few and far between these days, aren't they? Here's the number. Alabama laying seven and a half, total 136 and a half. Now, let me point out, first weekend, unders like 80%. And we said yesterday, teams start to feel comfortable, don't they? And what did we see last night? Three overs came in big. Three overs came in big. See ya? How are you looking at this one? Yeah, if anything, I would probably lean the under here. But, you know, I'm not really a totals guy. You know, in our in our bracket challenge, I ended up picking Alabama. I hate laying this many points, but I think a healthy Alabama team just really, really outclasses San Diego State. So, for me, it's Alabama laying the points. Yeah, it's one of those situations, Chip, that we see all the time. Your team gets through the first weekend, it's all nice, and then the higher seeds normally, FAU excluded, starts to show their teeth. What do you think? Yeah, uh, Furman and Charleston, who you beat? Come on, San Diego State. I mean, this is like, seriously, when you think about your path to get here, that's why I think UConn thumping Arkansas was so important because if you do it against Iona, you do it against St. Mary's, okay, that's cool. You go and do it against a team with the athleticism of Arkansas. Now I'm starting to pay attention to you, and that's where I think this is just going to be such a shock to the system for San Diego State because the jump in athleticism, the jump in length, uh, the jump in what they're going to be dealing with because we talk about San Diego State's defense. Oh, it's a great defense, and yes, they limited uh, Furman, they limited Charleston, they limited a good Utah State team, but 
Do you know what those teams are? They're not great defensively. And San Diego State's number five in defense. Alabama's three. Alabama has just as good a defense as San Diego State and a top three pick in the NBA draft in Brandon Miller. So I'm I I I just think that Alabama's the play here. Yeah, I do too. And if you're talking about the total, I'll go ahead and give my two cents. I would play the over here. Why? You see this all the time in Sweet 16 games, guys. We see it all the time. We saw it last night where teams are very loose. They're like, hey, I've already made it to the Sweet 16. Now let's go play some basketball. I'm not worried about the narrative of losing as a three seed. They just go out there and play, and that transfers into points. I would lean to the over here, 136 and a half. Alabama should play from the lead and speed San Diego State up. That's the game script that I think is going to happen. Love a game game script play. By the way, have you all talked about inflate gate? So there's a lot that's made out of the Wilson basketballs that they use in the NCAA tournament. They look a little bit funny on TV, and a lot of people are blaming the ball for why the shooting percentage from three and all throughout the first couple rounds was so low. And here's what we're hearing, is that when you play a regular season game, the team managers are the ones who inflate the balls. And these are tournament administrators who inflate the balls. And the allegation is that these tournament administrators, who sometimes aren't basketball players, just get so excited and in the moment, they don't know that you actually don't want it overinflated. So these balls are overinflated, and that's why they're so bouncy and nobody can make shots. And I think that they have learned their lesson coming off the first weekend. And also, I was thinking about Madison Square Garden. I'm like, they know hoop. They know hoop in MSG. They're not going to overinflate those balls. So that is the that is the conspiracy about uh, shooting in the NCAA tournament right now. I think it's true. I'm a, I'm a former player. I scored almost 1,800 points in college. I was a really good player at that level. We always had our guys do that for home games. We always had a little less air in it because it bounces right. It's easier to shoot. It's real. See, you had something? Shame on the NCAA for for changing the game, so to speak, when the tournament starts. First of all, those like glow-in-the-dark balls, not for me. I, I truly, it, it's it's an eyesore. But the idea that the balls would be at a different inflation when things really get started in the, quote, playoffs in the NCAA tournament uh, that's absolutely ridiculous, and that is a decision that if you were going to change the balls in any way, shape, or form, it should have been done far sooner than the NCAA tournament. Shock to the system for some of these players, I'm sure. That's exactly right, but last night they figured it out, didn't they? Last right. night, they were just shooting, just bangers, so maybe they did figure it out. All right, game number two, the only other number one seed that is still remaining in it, and that's the Houston Cougars, and they are such a hard team to figure out. Such a hard team. Miami coming out of the ACC. They have been really good. Nobody's been talking about them, and all they've done is won their first two games. So, Chip, let me start with you. Seven and a half, same number as Alabama. Total, a little higher, 138. Your thoughts? Miami overs have been a great play just because they can get diced apart on the interior defensively, and as we know, that those guards are absolutely terrific. I don't know if Houston has had to face a lot of teams in the American Athletic Conference and and throughout its schedule with that kind of uh, versatility of scoring at the guard position, whether it's a Jordan Miller, whether it's an Isaiah Wong, whether it's a Nigel Pack, and I'm actually looking at this one, and this is not a, an official play, but I might like Miami in the first half because I do think that over the course of 40 minutes, the toughness that we saw from Houston, I mean, heck, 
Look at Houston, how much better they were after halftime against Auburn. And a lot of that was them just making life so difficult at the rim. Took them a little bit to be able to get settled. And I would not be surprised if we see something like that again. Jim Larinaga, a terrific X's and O's coach. Now, I think that maybe if I was to make a play here, I would be looking at a Miami first half, thinking that the explosiveness of these Miami guards might be able to have an edge early, but the toughness of the Houston defense ends up winning out late. Well, that's happened last night. See, we did the exact same thing. A.B. told us right here yesterday on the show that Gonzaga, or excuse me, UCLA was the play in the first half, and then Gonzaga would be the play in the second half. And that's exactly what happened. Do you agree with Chip's assessment? I do. And by the way, credit to A.B. That was an excellent assessment there. Um, That was one of the picks I got right, actually, having Gonzaga yesterday. But yeah, I actually don't mind Miami first half. This one is a really tricky one. I mean, my lean is to fade Miami against the spread here in terms of the total. But I don't mind the first half play. I really enjoy watching Miami. It's funny because when you watch them just from an individual standpoint, you kind of see Jim Laranega's footprint here. They are a fundamentally sound team, in my opinion. You'll see Let's say Wong get the ball. He'll give you a he'll, he'll he'll hit you with triple threat. He'll hit you with a jab step, and then he'll look to pass or drive. I mean, this is a really fundamentally sound team, in my opinion. I like how they rotate the ball. At the end of the day, I think Houston is too much for Miami. So if I had to bet this one, I think it probably gets away from Miami, but it's definitely a stay away from me. All right, very good. I I watching Houston in their conference tournament, it gave me a lot of pause, a lot of pause to back them especially given seven and a half points for Miami. little added bonus for you here on Big Pick Energy Friday. Guess who's in the chat? A man who was in the house last night for that all-time great performance by Kansas State. And if, if the announcers say diminutive one more time, he was the <laughs> biggest player on the court. He was the biggest player on the court. 20 points, 19 assists, and M Squared was there to see it in person. He is up this morning in the chat you have any questions or just say, hey, Mikey, what was that game like? Go ahead and ask him. He'll answer in real time. Buckets is there, too. Chip, I wanted to keep it positive today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there are some European qualifiers today. So if you have any questions on France and the Netherlands, we know both teams will score, courtesy of the guru. Uh, go ahead and ask Buckets in there. And by the way, Buckets is very close to being dead to me because he backed EC 100% publicly on Twitter and bashed me in the process. All the things that I respect to a point. (laughs) Now, game number three, 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. This one is very interesting. A 15-seed Princeton that if you took the names off of the jerseys, and you watch their first two games, and you just ask a random person walking down the street, who's the best team out there? Princeton would have been the answer. They were clearly, from start to finish, the best team on the court. Now, they face a Creighton team that is also in uncharted territory. So, Counselor, I'm going to start with you. The number is 9.5, robust. Total 140.5. Your thoughts? Yeah, it was 10 for most of the week, and now it's been pushed down to 9.5 because I think Princeton's getting some money. It's a very frustrating team to play, and I I don't really think Creighton is the type of team that is necessarily going to pull away from a ton of teams. I just love the discipline of Princeton. I don't think there's an outright win in Princeton's future. Creighton's very good, uh, but the number's too high here. So if it's 9.5, if it's 10, I'd be on the Princeton side. By the way, guess who just got into the chat? Rebecca. I love what she says, jumping in late. Happy Friday, friends. That's what we are here. 
we're not just acquaintances. We're friends. We're family. It's the early S. What do you always say, Chip, when you say good morning on Friday? You say good morning to the early edge. Family. The fans. Yeah, we they're are. here. We are. All right, Chip, your thoughts on Princeton Creighton? Uh, I think Princeton's going to get smiggity smacked. I think that this one's not going to be uh, not going to be too close, but the it is a stay away from the spread because it is the kind of game. I love that we're talking about game script here because when you get this late and the lines are so tight, you really do have to commit yourself to the way that this is going to play out. The matchups on the floor because we saw Princeton against uh, you know two seven footers, Azulis Tabellis and Omar Balo in the first round against Arizona. They said, okay, we're going to pack it in, we're going to make it tough for them, we're going to dare your guards to beat us from deep. Kirk Creasa couldn't do it, uh, the, the Courtney Ramey couldn't do it, and that was you know Arizona's big downfall. Then all of a sudden they do a totally different style against Missouri. Say we're going to play a little bit more up tempo, and I just think that what we have in Creighton is you've got to deal with seven foot one Ryan Kalkbrenner, who's averaging 15 points per game, leading the nation in field goal percentage, and he's got 2.2 blocks per game. So it's a little bit of that same challenge from Arizona. But the problem is you have extremely capable three-point shooters. You've got Ryan mm -hmm. Nembhard. You've got Trey Alexander. You've got Baylor Shireman. And that's where I think that Princeton's going to find itself just overwhelmed because if you commit too much to stopping Kalkbrenner inside, then you're going to see what happens to Baylor, which is that one of those guards are going to go off from deep. And then if you try to run your three-point shooters off the line, you're going to open things up for Kalkbrenner inside, and scoring at the rim is going to be tough with Kalkbrenner down there. So it is a stay away on the spot spread because the way that I've gamed out this matchup, it will never be in doubt, but the spread might. So you might be sweating some free throws as Princeton might be trying to slow the game down and get it to the final four minutes. And that is actually, it, it's kind of a reverse thought process. That's actually why I would lean to the over. Because if you guys don't think game script matters, look, all four games last night, exactly what we talked about. Kansas State, Michigan, tight, right? Overtime. UConn, better than Arkansas. We said it. They won by 23. Tennessee, it's all about defense. The under came in. Then you got Gonzaga, UCLA. We already talked about it. Game script matters. And then it leads right to the results. So game number four, the last game tonight. And last night, the last game, wasn't necessarily the best game of the night because K-State was so good, but it was awesome. And this one should be too. Xavier and Texas, the Longhorns, ever since the Big 12 tournament, they have been awesome. Here's the number, boys. Texas lane four, the total 149, 9.45 p.m. Eastern. Uh, are you fading? I guess I should ask this on the three, but you've, you've been answering correctly. Let me start with you, Sia. Fading or following the favorite here? I'm going to be following the favorite here. I, I think, you know, some of this is influenced by Mikey in the chat. You know, he we talked about this last week where he thinks Texas, and I think he filled out his bracket as such, Texas might be one of the best teams in the country. And I'm starting to kind of, follow suit here I think they're too athletic for Xavier both teams have been playing very well and Xavier's a very good team but I just think some of the superstars for Texas are playing well I love their defense I love their offense um, I think they're going to be able to cover Xavier along the perimeter and maybe maybe keep that three-point shooting um, lower than expected I, I just like Texas here I, I think they end up pulling away maybe it, it might take the second half to pull away but I think they end up pulling away here Chip when you have a team like Texas and Xavier is one of those teams that love to play fast but if things go sideways, that can make things open up, as Sia just said, so much quicker. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, and Texas is so much deeper. It's the thing we've been saying about the Longhorns. They can go seven, eight deep and feel very confident that they're not going to have a drop-off in the level of play. Xavier's like a six-man rotation. You know, they really don't go deep on that bench at all. So, you know, any twisted ankle, any kind of foul trouble, the margin for error for this Xavier team is going to be really tough. And I think that Rodney Terry, in sort of the toughness and the athleticism and the way that this Texas team has played since the start of the Big 12 tournament, he knows that. He knows that they're deeper. He knows that if they turn this into a track meet, put more possessions in the game, you increase the likelihood that Texas wins. Love Texas in this spot. Would definitely lay the points. And the key for me is that Texas is a team that can be able to pull a 20-burger off the bench, while Xavier right now ranks 310 out of 363 teams in Division One in bench minutes. They just don't go that deep, especially after the loss of Zach Fremantle. Unbelievable analysis from the both of you on all four games. But the disrespect that is going on right now, as two of you are being professionals, two of you come prepared to the show. And at the same time, at the same time, Buckets is over here in the chat. Quote, you have a Twitter? I'll follow you and we can get down in the DMs. What? what Get mean? down in the DMs? What are you doing? Buckets. Get down in the DMs. It's a new one for me. But okay. You got a Twitter? Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Snake <laughs> You are exactly. All right. <laughs> All right. Yesterday, nobody got this question right, and the answer was FAU. So take, take the points out of it, just as true basketball March Madness fans. Chip, I'm going to start with you. Give me one underdog tonight that you say, you know what? They can win on the court. They can get the upset done. Oh, it's Miami. Like if we're going for like true seed line upset, uh, the the Hurricanes can absolutely go and give it to Houston. Uh, the way that they do this is going to really need to have a great performance by Norshad Omier, but he has been fantastic. He doesn't stand like if you stand next to Omier, he's listed at six seven. He's barely six six, but he plays really really big. And one things that those uh, Houston bigs are able to do is again make things so tough at the rim win the rebounding battle. If Omier gets out there and has like 14, 15 rebounds and is able to assert his presence down low, then the guard advantage, I think, plays to Miami. Uh, of all the sort of seed line upsets that we're looking at, Miami has the ability to actually advance to the Elite Eight. Okay, I think I agree with you. By the way, my apologies to Danny Brasco. He did, according to Ramon, have FAU yesterday. I was just so blown away by his analysis, I forgot that he picked FAU. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you were too. He was amazing. He was amazing. He, uh, Danny Brasco was excellent. I thought I picked FAU too, but I'm, I may not have in, in defense of that. But Danny was excellent. I can't wait to have him on soon to talk college basketball. And I'll tell you what, my answer to this question is, the same. I'm looking at the Doppler radar and a hurricane is a coming. And I think Houston, I don't think they will get upset, but I think they can get upset. I really like how Miami's playing. Miami has to play really good basketball on both ends. I think they can do it. And I think they can. Houston is one of those teams that can have sort of those Tennessee moments where they can just slip up and, and not score for a stretch. And if Miami can take advantage of that repeatedly, they can win this game. Yeah, I think this is a fairly when you really look at it and you break it down, this is a fairly 
obvious answer because when you look at the because of the other three games, and I just don't see a scenario that, that Alabama loses or Creighton to Prince. I just don't see that. So I agree with you guys as well. But uh, apparently, uh, Buckets is handling everything for us in the chat as we're talking business because he says yes. I think Danny Brasco did have FAU yesterday. Thank you, Buckets. Thank you for letting me know that. Appreciate that. All right. Chimney Christmas. All right. It's time to get to our board for the day. But as you know, we got to pay those pesky little bills. Here's a word from one of our incredible partners. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And you can see the early edge universe all over CBS Sports HQ moving forward. You'll be seeing many members, including these two, of the crew all the time on CBS Sports HQ. Gentlemen, are we ready to get to our board for the day? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, see, I got to start with you because the golf is already underway, but the way they've done it this morning, pretty cool, that the matches that matter, they're putting later, but if the whole group matters, then they're putting them together. And so they already teed off. Several groups are on the board, but we have picks for later. Start us off. Yeah, and I'll tease this. I'll, I'll have one pick now in golf, and I am evaluating a pick for later. So if I have that, I'm not just going to force out a, a pick, but I have a really good feeling I'll be tweeting out an additional pick here. But the pick for this show is Sam Burns over Seamus Power. And if you watch the early wedge, you know that, first of all, that I have not been a big Sam Burns fan this entire year. But I pointed out on last Wednesday's show, or I should say Tuesday's show, 3 o'clock, by the way, every single Tuesday at 3, that Sam Burns, we've seen something from him, particularly at the Valspar round four in particular. But over that entire tournament, we saw a little bit of, of a glimpse of the old Sam Burns. And I think we're seeing it here as well. Seamus Power is actually playing pretty well, but he is not the caliber of Sam Burns. And he's not the really the type of player I want to take in a matchup against a guy like a Sam Burns. So I'm going to take Burns minus 135 over Seamus Power. And uh, yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna close this one out. That there'll there'll be another pick that I'm going to tweet out. I just want to tease that. I just haven't officially finalized it yet. The other pick, and I teased this earlier. It's Texas minus four. I listen. I, this line, I, it's it's a little. It's interesting because it's four and a half in some places. At Caesars, it's still four, and some other places. I, I think this line probably should be five or five and a half, and that's why it makes me a little nervous. I mean, because I think maybe. We've got some sharp money maybe on both sides, public money on both sides of this game. That I know for sure. But I just think Texas is too athletic. I think they're too good on offense and defense. I think guys like DeSue and Carr are really going to give Xavier problems. And I do think, to Chip's point, that we're going to see Texas really run up and down. And what that's going to mean, I think they're going to slash and get some buckets uh, at the basket. What that's going to mean is maybe some foul trouble for Xavier, who, again, has that short rotation. So if that happens, Xavier's in big trouble. I think this is enough points for Texas to cover. 
It's funny that you use you just use the term buckets in your take <laughs> because he's the gift that just keeps on giving. See ya, Chip. Uh, he's talking about your pick, your golf pick, <laughs> I think, because he writes, "You're two my against Shay." I'll repeat myself. You're two my against Shay. So apparently, buckets has turned into a three-year-old. And Kenny's <laughs> in the chat because it's Sheamus. And I don't think they want him to challenge you to a showdown. That's what they want. They're trying to sucker him in since he's not officially on. He's a, he, For people who don't know, he's usually a part of the show. But we're doing all mm-hmm. basketball, basically. So we didn't have him on today. And clearly he's in his feelings right now because he's in the chat just nonstop typing. So uh, if he wanted a showdown, would you encourage that, Sia? Or I mean, I haven't lost a showdown to him yet. I literally undefeated. And how many have we had at this point? It was like 30 or 40. I'm not really sure at this point. But uh, I, was that Latin? I think he was speaking Latin, by the way, which <laughs> impressive, by the way. I didn't realize of all the things uh, Buckets knows. I'll, I'll tell you what, Buckets, if you want to take that bet, I am 100% in. You're just going to have to make yourself make it known clearly in the chat. But if you want Seamus Power, who, for the record, not a bad player, uh, but especially if you take this, I think we can lock Sam Burns in. Um, you got to give you, let's give him like plus 120. Let's, let's, That's let's, fine. Let's so, so buckets, if you want to show down, you get plus 120. I mean, you would want mm-hmm. 120 bucks from Sia if you That's win. Right. This so are you in or out? Just type, uh, buckets, uh, just type I'm in and your Venmo. Oh, wait, <laughs> see, already has it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there. All right. Now, clearly I'm going to go next and I got two plays from the WGC. Now for many of you, you may not know this, but there is very little motivation for several players today. There's a lot of players that have already been knocked out that have to complete this because they're professionals. So my two plays, Andrew Putnam over Harris English, minus 121. Putnam is 2-0. and He has a chance to win this particular group, but he's got to win this. Harris English played good the first day, but he just has not been in form. So we'll take Putnam, minus 121. Then the guy I've been riding for the first three days, I won on Wednesday. I lost yesterday late, but today, Ryan Fox, very motivated, plus 120 over Will Zalatoris. If you haven't seen Will Zalatoris the first two days, it's like he can't even figure out how to putt. It's like he's reverted back to an eight-year-old putting. It is hard to watch, and because of that, his ball striking, there's a lot more pressure on it. He's 0-2, nothing to play for, Ryan Fox does have something to play for. We'll take him at plus money. Those are my two plays. But I also love the Burns play. I like Jason Day. I like Siwoo Kim today. I like Scotty Scheffler. Those are other players that I like today in head-to-head matchups. Just a little lean. Use it for what you will. All right. We have arrived at one of my favorite times of the entire week where we just hand over the entire brand. We hand over the entire show to a man that is simply... One of a kind. Chip, the floor is yours. Oh, we began with Friday's Sweet 16 action out in Louisville. And you know, if you couldn't tell by the tone of my voice, that it is roll MF tied. We are going to lay the seven and a half against this San Diego State team because, like I mentioned, Alabama is just as elite as San Diego State is defensively. And Alabama has more offensive options that you would take before you get all the way down to Matt Bradley, who has been very good for San Diego State in close games throughout his career, but this game ain't going to be close because San Diego State 
if it gets behind by a lot of points, just doesn't have the horsepower offensively to be able to overcome a deficit. We've seen these big swings. We've seen these blown leads, but the common thread is being able to have a team or a player or players who are going to be able to go out there and get you those quick scores. It's just not the way San Diego state handles business. I'm laying it with Alabama. Now I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead of something because we got to get this locked in. I believe the line will grow. Send it over to snake at one and a half on uh, last night, and it's already to two. I know that the early edge fam gets a little finicky about them stale lines, and so I'll go ahead and give it to you. We call it CLV. We call it chip line value. Give me the worst number because that's how confident I am in my grind. That's how confident I am in my pick. Kansas State ain't losing an MSG. Marquise Noel is him and I think that when we look at this matchup against FAU by the way the style of play is going to be fantastic if you want to dance on a little over here I that is the game script that I see playing out the FAU is just going to be all over the court John L Davis is absolutely on one but when we've got one possession as the line I am not going to jump on the other side of this Kansas State team of their crazy faith and of Jerome Tang who has the experience as a former assistant on Scott Drew's Baylor staff of understanding how to manage this moment. You just had a crazy Sweet 16 game. Now you've got to be able to refocus. You've got to turn your attention to the game planning and the preparation for FAU. He has won a national championship as an assistant. He has a coaching edge here against Dusty May. Uh, I will take Kansas State. I will lay the two. And again, I'm handing it out now because I would not be surprised to see this dance out to two and a half, three, or be beyond by the time we get to tip off yeah street sweep says chip talking the truth and cats have mr new york city that's who he is last night those 19 assists by the way those weren't just 19 assists they were highlight level assists arguing with the coach to let your guy go back door for a, that was next level kind of stuff Next level now. And somebody pointed out that like that's New York City hoops, that when you think about highlights of New York City hoops, it's passes. It's the assists. Like it's mm -hmm. the dimes. It's the, oh, like that's yes. what makes you gasp in Madison Square Garden. It's being able to just deliver that awesome bounce pass through the defense to the wide open layup. I mean, just it, it really feels like something special is going on with this Wildcats team. Mm -hmm. That's why I told you guys there is nothing. And I spent two glorious years at MSG Network, got to do Knicks games. There's nothing like playing at Madison Square Garden. For pros, for college kids, for high school kids, Rick Pitino tweeted yesterday, by the way, he said, how great is this game? Wouldn't it be nice to play every home game there? He's trying to get St. John's back in the garden. Whether mm -hmm. or not they want to pay for it is another story. See it? You know we're the most transparent show in sports betting, are we not? We are. And when we make a mistake, we correct it and then give out something else. Do we not? We do. We made a little mistake on the Sam Burns play. It went yeah. off earlier than expected. Correct. It just it literally went. just went off. Like you could have <laughs> when I when I made the bet, you could have technically got it in. Yeah. Uh, but it's it literally just teed off, so we didn't give them an, enough time. I do have a backup play, Coach. To your to your point. As do I. So why don't we give out your backup play right now, sir? Well, it's actually one of yours, and it's one I was going to tweet out later. But to your point, some of these tee times got moved up. Now, just to be clear, I, I knew that they were starting early. What I didn't know was that they were shifting some of the groups around. So I came into this show knowing that uh, Sam Burns, I think it was originally projected at like 1130 Eastern Standard yeah. Time or something uh, to that effect. But they clearly moved his group up just for 
for the reasons that coach mentioned earlier. <clears throat> Sorry. What he also mentioned earlier was Jason Day. I like Jason Day over Colin Morikawa, minus 110. He's a slight dog here. You're going to see uh, Colin at like minus 120. They're kind of both at a minus number at DraftKings and some other places. Give me Jason Day. He's the better putter. He's got the better short game. I worry about Colin Morikawa. The ball striking is there for sure, but it also is for Jason Day. I worry about Colin with the short game, with the putter. So give me Jason. I've already bet that myself. I already loved love Jason Love Jason Day. Morikawa is just not in good form. And Jason mm. Day is, and his short game is immaculate. My other play that I love is Matthew Fitzpatrick, minus 134 over Sahith Tagala. Tagala has looked horrible the first two days. He just has. Yesterday, he was six down on the 11th hole. Six down on the 11th hole. Today, Matthew Fitzpatrick at one and one, he has a shot. He is very much alive in this tournament. The gal is just playing out the string. Look for those kind of matchups today at home. If you find somebody that's 2-0 and or 1-1, and take it on a guy that's 0-2 and, and literally has the gassed-up jet ready, lean into those matchups today. Lean into those. All right. <clears throat> Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap courtesy of the snake on the ones and the twos. Remember, more best bets on early edge and five at 4 p.m. Eastern today, and there will be no same-game parlays. I can promise you that. Chip Patterson, Alabama minus seven and a half, and then K-State on Saturday. What a banger is going to be at the world's most famous arena. Then for me, if you're going to cast with me, you're going to do with these two. Andrew Putnam minus 121 over Harris English, and Ryan Fox. He is crazy like a fox. Plus 120 over Will Zalatoris. This is a perfect example of how name value dictates the number and not actually form. Ryan Fox is a really good player. Then seeing the shot, Jason Day over Colin Morikawa. Look how fast Snake is with that. And then Texas minus the four. Real quick, guys, because I know I'm not going to see you until next Friday. Of the remaining games in March Madness, I want you to tell me one thing. What's the one thing? that you're most looking forward to throughout this weekend. Sia, let's start with you. Oh, that's an interesting one. I'm looking for the storylines. I, I I think the Kansas State storyline is extremely compelling. So that's really what I'm looking for. I don't have a dog in the fight in terms of a team that I'm really rooting for, a team that's going to win the bracket for me. So I'm looking for the storylines. I'm looking for the players that I really want to get behind. And I got to say, Chips really inspired me too. I, I really like the Kansas State story. You mentioned Keontae yesterday, Coach. But Noel, I mean, this this is a really easy team to get behind. FAU is another one of those teams. It'd be really cool to see one of those teams in the Final Four. Oh, and by the way, I see the chat talking about our, our showdown bet. Just so everybody knows, when Buckets and I made the showdown bet, they literally hadn't teed off yet. So that one is still on. They're still on hole one. They're no, nobody's scored anything yet. So the showdown, Burns versus Power. Excuse me. I'm all choked up because I'm going to win another $100. <laughs> Honestly, that, that's what this is. I'm like, I can't believe it. It's just an embarrassment of riches. I just want everybody to be clear. While that bet is kind of off the board, some of you may, may have gotten it. The showdown is still on the board. And then, of course, Jason Day is also on the board over Colin Morikawa. So Buckus did say he was in. He did say he was in, correct? Oh, yeah. In capital letters. Oh, in caps. Okay. I missed that one. All right. Chip, talk to me. UConn started the season 14-0 with 13 double-digit wins, including a 15-point win against Alabama, the number one overall seed in the tournament. The predictive metrics and power ratings have considered UConn a top four, top five team all season, and they right now through three games are looking to live 
uh, up much closer to those power ratings to, than to that seed line, which at number four means they're outside of the top 10. I think that the matchup against Gonzaga is absolutely tremendous. And here's what I'm looking at. It's Adama Sinogo going up against Drew Timmy. If they neutralize each other, it's big advantage Huskies because I like the rest of the pieces. Tristan Newton, Jordan Hawkins, Andre Jackson for UConn much more than I like the other pieces for Gonzaga. But what we saw from Drew Timmy was something special. Uh, that is a phenomenal matchup that we get in the Elite Eight with the Final Four spot on the line. My gut is saying UConn might win it all, but this is going to be tough to get past Timmy. That's the thing this weekend I'm looking forward to. Yeah, Timmy last night set the all-time record for most 20-point games in the NCAA tournament by a player. The all-time record. Congratulations to him. That game is going to be a banger. Can't wait for both tomorrow in New York and then out in Las Vegas. All right, that's all the damage that we can do. And I can tell you, there's some days that just feel good, some days you want to be thankful. Today is one of those days. Damn it, we love doing this so very much. And when there's golf, when there is – I didn't tell you what I'm looking forward to. Scotty Scheffler, if you haven't – today he was plus 450. Still plus 450 to win the whole thing. Jump all over it. I forgot about that because I told you at the early wedge that he would be a dominant player this week. And so far, through two days, nothing has changed. I told you he would win. He's going to win. And when I cash on Sunday night, I'm going to say, I told you guys so. This man cannot be beat right now. So with all that being said, damn it, I love doing this. There's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know what that is. Buck is losing another showdown. That's what's going to happen. You got your marching orders. Let's take all of these big pick energy Friday picks. It's repetitive, I know. Straight to the pay window for my entire crew. Love them all. Counselor, my man Chip, Buckets, M squared in the chat. Snake always doing the hard work behind the scenes. I am the coach. Tell all your friends. We want everybody. We're growing leaps and bounds. And what we have coming for all of you, Next level kind of stuff. We want you to be involved. We want you to be involved. There's only one brand you even need to worry about. It's right here. We call it the early edge. Good luck. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.